Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 11 of the Lomo Podcast. Um, today is going to be a little bit different. Um, it's not a Bond breakdown, nor is it a uh, podcast with someone else. Uh, I just got back from a trip out west, and I felt inclined to to just uh, record uh, basically my experience on on the vacation or the trip, whatever you want to call it, that I that I uh, was on. Uh, without further ado, let's just get into it. You're now listening to the Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf, Lone Wolf, the Lone Wolf podcast. Like I said earlier in my intro, I went on a nine-day trip out west. Um, the trip was originally planned by a guy that I know, or I've known for quite some time, named Ryan Evans. Uh, he just wanted to, uh, I guess, keep the tradition going. I think he started, I think it's uh, safe to say it's a tradition. Uh, he went out 2016, uh, out west to Colorado. I'm not sure all the places that he went, and then he went last year, and then again this year. Um but he planned it last December, and uh, um, fast forward to 2018, he came into uh, my workplace, and it was like a open mic night or something. He came in, and I just mentioned that I thought it'd be really cool to kind of like go where he's going. He said uh, he meant to invite me. I guess he just never got around to it just because, you know, things go on in life that, that demand your attention. Um but anyways, I uh, I took that seriously, and I messaged, messaged him on Facebook, and he basically sent me to the page that he created, and it kind of listed about things we were supposed to do, and it originally said they were going to Glacier National Park in Montana, which I was really looking forward to go, uh, to going to. Um, I've never been to Montana. The, f- the farthest west I had been to that point was Colorado. Um but eventually, the cha- the plans changed, and we ended up going to Rocky Mountain National Park because Glacier was, uh, there was parts of it that were still, I think, snowbound. I don't know if that's the right term. And they weren't going to open up to like June, I don't know, early June, basically whenever the trip was over. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we, went, we ended up changing Glacier to Rocky Mountain National Park, um, which was still cool. I've I lived in Denver for a little bit, but I didn't have a car, so I wasn't able to actually uh, go to uh, Rocky Mountain National Park and actually like take in uh, the surroundings or anything. I only got to go to Estes Park, which is where Rocky Mountain National Park is, uh, once prior to this. But I just went there, ate a meal, and then came back. Um, but yeah, so uh, May 25th, uh, we got about a group of 12 people, and... Uh, Started our trek at 7 p.m. at night, which was just, it was a little bit different for me. Um, it was, it was, it was, yeah, I, I was tired, <laughs> to say the least. Um, went in three cars, I believe, yeah, one SUV and two sedans. And, uh, man, I tell you what, when we got to Kansas, I had a sinus headache from hell, 
And I was just thinking, like, why the hell did I come on this trip? Like, I could have just stayed at home, been comfortable, but that was just my sinus headache talking. Like, I'm glad I went on the, on the trip. And, uh, yeah, actually the first day that we were on the trip, uh, my phone was already cracked, and I dropped it face first pretty hard on the concrete, so my phone went bye-bye. Uh, yeah, so that's, you know, I mean, I... Part of me was like, oh, that sucks. But the other part of me was like, good. Like, there's absolutely no reason for me to be distracted at all on this trip by my phone. I'll just, it'll, like, I brought my camera along. I have a DSLR. That will be my way of capturing the moment and, and you know, whatever. So, like, I wasn't too bummed out about it. So, yeah, I had that pounding headache, headache in Kansas. I uh, just took some Advil, or not Advil, Sudafed. And, um... Oddly enough, me focusing on getting rid of the pain and focusing on relaxing actually helped me get to sleep. And I ended up waking up, I think, right when the sun was like about half an hour from rising and I had so much energy. And it was like, it was like, it felt to me at that moment like the most energy I'd had in a while. Like I felt like I was 18 again, which I probably could if I were just to eat way better. Uh, I run, but I don't eat well, and I I need to get back into the gym with lifting and all that. But yeah, from there, uh, we drove through Kansas, and when we got into Colorado, we stopped. And it was the first of many uh, shops to take my money. Uh, those little touristy gift shops are like kryptonite for me. Um, I, I had a little bit of self-control, but not as much as I'd like to. Uh, I only bought like... Well, the first one I only bought like a hoodie and a hat just because it was getting a little bit chilly and I didn't bring any jackets. All I brought was a couple flannels. And another mistake I made was I didn't bring any shorts. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, I think I took the, the hiking thing, the hiking suggestions online a little bit too seriously. I thought we were, we were going to be doing some serious hiking. And so I just brought like jeans, like good, durable jeans. And I kind of wish I had brought some shorts just to feel a little bit like more comfortable riding in the cars. But uh, anyways, I don't want to get too too far ahead of myself. Uh, we went through Colorado, or we got to Colorado. We stopped. That's when I took over because I said I the people I rode with had never been. I said I'm familiar with this drive. I'll drive. I'll take I-70 West and just drive it all the way through uh, into the Denver area. And so that's what I did. So we drove through, or we didn't really drive through Denver, we drove around Denver um, and stopped in Lyons, Colorado, which is a really, really cool spot. It's like, if I could say scenery-wise, it's like a mixture of Utah and uh, Colorado, just because it has the Colorado Rockies, but it's got that redstone that's like very prevalent in Utah. Um, just really cool. We stopped there. We had a nice, good meal. Uh, they went to the dispensary, um, some person who I'm not going to state, uh, their name, but it's one of the people I rode with decided they were going to go into a dispensary and, um, regardless of my warnings, they, they got edibles. I said, you've never been high before. Do not start on edibles. Like, that's just like, it's like, I don't know, in my opinion, to use like an analogy, that'd be like not knowing how to swim, and then jumping into the Mississippi River. 
Like, you're not prepared for it. Um, I don't know if this person did them or not. If they did, I'm ho- I hope that they had, like, a good experience with them. But, uh, yeah, that's what happened. In- <laughs> that's what happened in Lions. And uh, from there, we went to, um, to SS Park. And I thought we were just going to, like, I thought we were just going to, like, check in, chill out for a little bit. But, uh. No, no, we didn't. We were all pretty tired, but somehow we found that reserve energy. I don't know if it's because of the clean mountain air or whatever. Um, we just went straight from Lions and went to Estes Park, um, went to Rocky Mountain National Park, uh, visited some waterfall there, which is really neat. Um, and we spent like a good probably hour or so just kind of enjoying the beautiful, the beautiful water and enjoying the sounds of the water rushing, taking pictures, taking a ridiculous amount of selfies. And that's kind of come to be expected when you're with a group of millennials and younger. Um, speaking of younger, we had, I think, 21-year-old and a 17-year-old, even though I think the 21-year-old is still technically a millennial. Um, yeah, and it was nice. I, I, Like I said, I didn't have my phone, so I wasn't worried about... I wasn't seeing the national park, uh, through the filter of an, through the lens of an Instagram. I don't know how I'm trying to say this. Instagram basically wasn't my filter on how I saw the Rocky Mountain National Park. Like I had my camera. Actually, no, I didn't. I brought my camera, but both batteries were dead. Um, and you can't fly a drone in a national park. So basically that first day was just me finally for the first time getting to take in the Rocky Mountain National Park and just enjoy this, enjoy the scenery, uh, the way I think people should. But yeah, we did a little bit of hiking, um, just like climbing up the rocks to get a better vantage, vantage point of, of the, uh, of the waterfall. And I am so glad that like, I think it was like two weeks or maybe even more, uh, before the trip I had been running, uh, three to four miles a day, which I want to bump up a little bit, but I've been running those miles with a uh, mask that's supposed to simulate altitude. And basically, I would try, I would try to uh, turn it up as high as I could. And I think the highest was about sixteen thousand feet elevation, which is higher than any peak you're going to be at in Colorado. Uh, yeah, there's only fourteeners in Colorado. If you live in Colorado, you know what I, I mean when I say fourteeners. Um, but yeah, I I could definitely feel the advantage that I had just doing that. Uh, I I had practiced breathing with my diaphragm prior to the trip. I had practiced getting used my body used to not having as much oxygen and how and my body knew how to use the oxygen more efficiently, um, even though I wasn't wearing the mask at all times. Um, and I'm glad I did that because I probably had everyone beat by like forty or fifty pounds. Like, people were joking about being, like, putting on a little bit of weight. I know it was all in good fun, but I was just thinking, like, man, if you're, like, 190 and you you, you think you're fat, like, <laughs> I must look like a, a fucking blue whale to you then. Um, but, yeah, that's what we did on our first day. And, um, well, that's what we did on part of our first day, rather. Uh, then we tried to... Uh, just look around for lodges to stay. Um, apparently before this, or yeah, yeah, before like this trip, no one had used 
uh, Airbnb before, so we kind of had to go the old school route. And luckily, we found this beautiful, just absolutely beautiful lodge for a pretty decent price. Uh, when you split it up between the twelve of us, we were able to uh, only pay like forty bucks a night, which really isn't bad. It was a, it was a beautiful lodge. Uh, had an amazing view of of Estes Park. Uh, I think it had like four bedrooms. Yeah, I think four bedrooms, three baths, I think. Um, two living rooms and a, a beautiful balcony and just like this cool, this this very uh, convenient parking spot. And so we just kind of hung out there um, for our little after drive, after mini hike uh, festivities. And then to the second day, we did some more hiking I think. I'm pretty sure we did some hiking. Did we? Yeah, we did. Okay. I'm I'm, I'm not going to lie. Most of it was spent driving, but uh, there was a couple spots where we went hiking. And one of them was kind of like the most easiest beginner rock climbing, but it was really nice. because so we did an elevation and got my heart racing, got my, you know, got my sweat going. And I'm pretty sure that was actually the day that I forgot to put on sunscreen on my head. Uh, yeah, and I had shaved, I think, the night before, so my head was just, like, totally exposed. Um, they say it's actually easier to get sunburnt in higher elevation, and it's, I think, it, I don't know if it can be more intense, but I feel like it probably would just because you're higher, you're closer to the sun, there's less, there's less, uh, what do you call it, atmosphere to kind of block the sun's UV rays from you. Uh, but yeah, we did that. We got an amazing, oh, it was probably one of the best views that I had in the Rockies. Um, we climbed up on this rock and it just gave, it just gave you a really good, uh, 360 degrees view of, of the park. It's actually where I got my profile picture from. Um, I at least had to take like one picture at one place. I wasn't really interested in like, oh, take like 20 pictures of me and, we were kind of moving fast anyways, so by the time I would get those pictures, it would be ready for us to go, and I'd be kind of like, oh, well, wait, let's stay here. Let me take in the view. Um, but yeah, after that, we um, just drove around to some of the the peaks in Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, I think we we drove to the highest one, which in the Rocky Mountain National Park, it's like 12, I think 12,200 or 12,300 feet. Um, which surprisingly, I don't know if it's just because it was just because I've been like lived in Colorado before or what. Um, but my ears felt fine. Like I didn't feel too much pressure in them. Um, I kind of knew what to do beforehand. So I brought a lot of water. I had some sunflower seeds just kind of sustain my, my hunger. Uh, and yeah, I felt fine. We got some really cool pictures. Uh, I got some really cool video. Like I was pretty much the videographer of the trip, just because people were more concerned about having a picture on their iPhone, which I get it. Especially the newer ones, they got the portrait mode, and it's instant. You can see your picture instantly and do with it what you will. Um, I didn't have that luxury because I didn't have my, uh, I didn't have my SD card to Lightning adapter for an iPhone. Uh, but nonetheless, it was still it was still still fun be able to capture uh, some of those intimate moments for people having fun together and some of the scenery and all that. Yeah, I think that was, 
um, pretty much what I can remember of the Colorado trip. The rest of it, we just kind of, like I said, went back home, hung out, ate some pizza, did all that stuff, and got some good rest because we had a pretty good trip in front of us. Uh, we were driving from cent- central Colorado, where Denver and Estes Park is, all the way to uh, Utah, which I believe, or I'm sorry, Moab, Utah, which I think, and don't quote me on this, maybe like eastern or it might be central Utah. I'm not sure, but it was a pretty good ride. And on the way there, we stopped at a place, uh, I think it was by Glenwood Springs, Colorado, or by Hanging Bear Lake. It was just a really cool, uh, really cool spot. And actually, I don't know, even though we were in the mountains and it had this majestic view, it was one of my more favorite like stops that we had because uh, it was just this really cool, like rapid water, white water uh, stream that was cutting through this like path. And it actually had like woods, like a woodsy area, which I don't know, something about woods. I don't know if it's because I grew up in southwest Illinois, but I've always loved woods. They like, they, they still feel feel kind of mysterious and, and you feel kind of tribal when you're in them and you're in these narrow paths and you don't know like what's up front. Not in like a bad way, but like maybe if we keep going, there will be like some awesome like spot and we could really just like enjoy the view and take some cool pictures and whatnot. But uh, yeah, we just ended up sitting on some logs uh, while the stream was like flowing pretty rapidly underneath, uh, just hanging out, feeling the cool breeze off of the water, um, just looking at some of the cool, like, I guess canyons. I think in West Colorado, those are more canyons than mountains. I could be wrong though, but that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, we came back to the car and then for the long trek from West Colorado all the way to Moab, Utah. Um, man, I'm not going to lie. At that time, I was like, Ugh, we're really far out here now. Like, I kind of miss my, my dog. Like, I really, really missed him. <laughs> I, he's my best friend. I'm not like, I'm not alone or anything, but I, I, I've always loved dogs, like really really intensely and I really miss Buddy and so I was just thinking about that and just about all the trappings of of living near like cities and just I guess the things that I like about the Midwest but I think it took maybe about six hours maybe to get to Utah from where we're from um, but it was so cool like we, like I said we stopped in Moab because the your third or fourth day I think it was the third day uh, we were planning on going to uh, Canyonlands, and that's so. Before I get to that, like I said, we landed in Moab. Uh, right when you enter Moab, it's it's really cool. It's like, like I told one of the people there, it felt like we were on Mars because you're just surrounded by all this uh, red sand or dust or clay. I don't know what you would call it. I'm assuming it's red sand. Um. And like amidst all this dry looking, like dry as a bone looking rocks and sand and all this stuff, you have all this green, all these trees, and then you got this kind of like thriving small town. It's it's really interesting. But uh, we stopped there, went to, uh, well actually on the way there, we, we finally got a 
Airbnb for a cheaper price if we probably would have gotten a hotel. And I'm glad we did that because some of the hotels there look kind of shady. Uh, but anyways, we booked in the Airbnb, took uh, all of our crap inside, which I, I definitely overpacked. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, I can understand taking my laptop and, and my, my like video production gear. But I took way too many just, like, things from home. I didn't need to take that many outfits. I had, like, gosh, let me see. I had a cooler. I had a laptop bag. I had kind of like an accessory bag for my gear. I had my camera bag, and then I had a duffel bag, which was, like, stocked. It was just, I felt like, <laughs> I felt so much like a tourist. Um, but I dropped that off, and then we went to Moab Brewery, uh, which was really, it was really nice. It was, I feel like it was kind of the place where a lot of people go to hang out. Like, it's a pretty popular place in town. Uh, it was, it was pretty packed, uh, but luckily we were able to get in. Like, I think originally they said it was going to be like a half hour or like maybe more wait, and they bumped it down to like five minutes. So we went in, uh, had a good meal. I had a Euro wrap on on tortilla, which is good, but, like, there's nothing like a gyro with with, uh, with pita bread. Just the mouth feel of it, uh, the way the pita bread tastes when it blends in with all the flavors, it just, it's so much better. But I am glad that I got it. And uh, something that I'm, I was actually kind of, like, interested by, uh, I think it's because the Mormons, and I'm not putting, like, Mormonism down, but I believe the guy said, if a beer or an alcohol is over a certain percentage, they can't tap it with a keg. They have to serve it to you in uh, glasses or mugs or something like that, uh, which I'm fine with. And that actually may be advantageous to companies to order a like a, an exact amount rather than just kind of you know guessing how many or how big of a keg they should get. And there's problems with kegs too, with like pressure and all that crap. You can. It's a little bit more control with cans. Uh, but yeah, we ate there. Real nice. Uh, got to see the Rockets. Uh, I don't know. Or the Rocket. Well, well, I'm sorry. Let me backtrack there. We got to see the Rockets play the Golden State Warriors. And I don't know if we saw the entire game. But um, needless to say, I was really bummed out. Um, not that I really cared too much about basketball. But I just thought on the aftermath of what happened to Houston with the hurricane, I thought it might be cool for another team from Houston to uh, at least make it to the uh, the finals. But they choked, like, ungodly. I think in, like, the, the second half, they went one from 30 and three-point, and they, they just were awful. Like, I, I don't know. Like I said, I'm not anywhere near the level that they are, but I, I, I don't know what... It's like some type of gear just switched in their minds. They were just, they were able to like, well, at the beginning of the game, not only were they making some threes, but they were also just driving it flawlessly into the paint, making layups over people like KD and some of the big guys on the Golden State Warriors. And, uh, but yeah, they just, for some reason, they they decided they were going to live and die by the three, and they definitely died and ended up, the Warriors think, beating them by not too much. Uh, but I was kind of bummed out by that because I'm like, oh, God, here we go again. The Cavs versus the Warriors, part four. Like, the Warriors are probably going to win. I don't know. Something about me and, like, California teams. I, I just don't care. Like, 
the, I don't know. I guess I'm rooting for more of the underdogs, more of the the uh, the low. Uh, what do you call it? The the not not as high market teams like New York, the Yankees. They got a huge market. They got all this money and resources they can pour into their teams. And I kind of like to see some of the teams that don't have all that just to kind of like go on and and win and shove it in into the faces of teams from California like the Warriors and Dodgers, etc. Lakers, you know. But yeah, after that um, was the, I guess, second day. I don't know if we spent two or three days. I, I apologize if I'm losing track of how many days uh, <laughs> that we were, we were in each location. I'm just trying to reach back into my memory, which is like the worst thing to do. Like that's statistically proven that like memories is terrible. So like it's not really a credible source at all. Uh, but I remember the day after that, we went to Canyonlands, and um, I've never actually never been to Grand Canyon, but I feel like it was pretty close to the gist of what the Grand Canyons are like. Um, I've never like I've never felt so high up before. It was crazy. Like when you're on top of the mountains, you kind of feel like like you know you're up high. But you don't feel it because you can't see like a very very bottom uh, place, and you you're just surrounded by mountains. You don't really feel like holy crap, I'm up ten thousand feet. Whereas in Canyonlands, you're up six seven thousand feet, and you definitely I don't know if it's six six or seven thousand feet down, but you can look and you can definitely see how high you are. I thought that was really cool. I uh, got some cool pictures of just some of the cool like rock formations. Uh, at Canyon at Canyonlands, there's this mini arch. Uh, there's just like this really cool, like balanced rocks, really cool rocks. Uh, just in weird positions, but then you have the awesome, just like winding roads run, uh, running through the the bottom of the canyon. You get this real cool vantage point because, like, you're in Utah or at higher elevation. There's like no clouds in the sky. So it's like as far as your eye can see, you can see everything. It's just awesome. Got some cool footage there, whatnot. And uh, yeah, and that, that was pretty much, that was what our first day consisted of. And then we uh, just repeated like the first day, came back home, chilled out. Uh, second day, we went to uh, Arches, which is really neat. Um, we got there. Uh, we went to... I think the first set of there's two sets of double arch. Actually, no wait. We went to the balanced rock, uh, which is like this. I don't know how to explain it. It it basically looks like if you were to like point your hand out on an angle and then balance an egg on top of it. But uh, imagine that egg. It was either the egg, like this is a metaphor, the egg looking part of the rock. Or the entire thing altogether was, I think, seven million pounds. It was just insane. But if that, if the, the egg-looking part of the rock is seven million pounds, that is incredible. That a rock is able to balance it on the edge of it like that. It's just, it's absolutely amazing. Uh, but from there, went to uh, the pair of double arches, which is where I got some probably my best pictures on the trip altogether. At um, I used the kind of arch as a frame within a frame. Uh, you'll see this a lot in movies, like people will shoot a character uh, through a door frame or through a window, and um, 
the the frame acts as a perspective, so it, it shifts your eyes towards what's in the background. Um, so I got some really cool pictures there, and just the way the the rock, the color of the rock is, and the lighting. You got to see the really cool like depth and texture of of the photo, so it was really nice. Um, then went to the other pair of arches, which was kind of cool. Um, pretty much the same thing, but then. We went to like the most famous one, which is called the Delicate Arch. And I'm sorry if you hear that. Um, little crop dusters flying ahead. Probably from Portage to Sioux, Missouri. I know they do a lot of um, flight lessons, which I saw in Groupon. I'd really like to actually do those one of these days. It'd be cool just to see kind of the Mississippi River and Alden from the perspective of a, of a small plane. But uh Anyways, um, we took the actual hiking route, which you, there was another place you could go, I think, uh, another route you drive up the road, and it was only like a quarter mile to Delicate Arch, but uh, we did the hard way, um, and whew, it was, uh, you know, I, I'm always up for a challenge, but it kind of sucked. <laughs> like, it was just, the main thing was just, it was dry, and I didn't pack nearly enough water like I should have. Um, I had a neck weight, I had a camera that didn't, like, had hardly any battery in it, um, so that kind of added a little bit of, like, nuisance to it, uh, but yeah, we walked up through the paths, we went, um, on the last stretch of it is where you get onto the rocks, and that's, like, pretty steep, and, uh, that's where I started to feel like, uh, maybe I didn't train hard enough, um, but we got eventually to the delicate arch, and, um, you know what? The view was cool, but in my opinion, I don't think it was worth like huffing and puffing and feeling like crap just to get to it. <laughs> like I had this cool bowl, uh, kind of like it looked like it was windswept and just carved by time, uh, to the right of it. And you have this delicate, like this cool arch, this arch rock and this cool drop off. And in the distance, you got the, the Utah mountains. But I was just like, uh, like, I don't know, this view's cool, but maybe it wasn't worth it. And actually, the the person that I rode with was like, he was just making a joke. Um, he was like, I don't see what's so cool about it. We got one of these, uh, a cooler one of these in St. Louis. And he said, apparently, I guess someone next to him looked at him and like started laughing or gave him a nod, which was actually um, pretty interesting. Surprisingly, I met a lot of people who were either from the St. Louis area or were Cardinals fans. I, there was like five or six people, maybe more, uh, that complimented, complimented me on my Ozzy Smith jersey. I had the the throwback, the light blue uh, jerseys they used to wear that had like the V-necks on them that didn't have like the buttons or anything. And people were just like, yeah, go Cardinals, woo. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. And they would just like tell me where they were, and I'm like, oh, from Alton. There was a couple people who were like, oh, that's cool. Like, we know that. I just thought, that's pretty cool, like, I'm here, you know, gosh, how many states? Let me see, there's Kansas, or I'm sorry, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, so Missouri, Kansas, so four states over, right, or three? But I just thought it was really neat to, like, to have some of that, uh, I don't even know how to say it, like, just that hometown pride with me there, I don't know if that's the right word for it, uh, but yeah. Had that going up there to the delicate arch, some compliments and compliments on the way back. 
even though they were kind of less like on the way back, I was kind of like, oh, thanks, just because there was a storm coming. I didn't want to sit there and talk to anyone and like get rained on. On top of that, the wind was picking up and it was blowing sand in my mouth. My mouth was getting dry and I was just like, ugh, let me get back to the car. Can't wait. Got back to the car. Uh, didn't have any water, so I put some gum in. Thank God I had just enough moisture to uh, create some moisture with the gum. Uh, but uh, eventually we got back to Moab after that, and uh, I got like, God, it had to been, it had to been a two, or, a two or a three liter gallon of water. I just chugged so much of that. Like, oh, don't take water for granted, people. <laughs> I mean, I know it wasn't hiking in the desert and it wasn't like days without it, but uh, it is so glorious. Like I've gotten to the point where I, I pretty much stopped drinking soda and all those flavored drinks. And I've just learned to appreciate water, but you definitely get appreciation for it when you're out hiking, you know, in the dry, uh, the dry high desert, which is Utah. And like a common misconception, at least from my experience, is people think like, oh, deserts, it's hot, which... It kind of is, but it's just, it's dry heat. It just, you feel it on your skin. It's not like the humidity when you come to the Midwest or maybe some parts down south where it's like two seconds outside, you're drenched in sweat and you just feel the, the heat like seep into your, your, uh, not into your bones, but whatever the little meat thing is inside your bones. Anyways, you feel heat in every way, shape, and form here. Um, but it's, it's still pretty, it's still pretty, uh, warm nonetheless, especially in the higher elevation. Uh, you just feel like the, the hotness of the sun, but it's not, like I said, it's not, it's not devil's butthole <laughs> heat, uh, in Utah. But yeah, so from there, uh, just repeating what we did all the rest of the time, we went to, uh, Back to our Airbnb spot, which is another cool place, although this time there's less people. Uh, the people that I drove with actually left, so we were down to uh, nine. But we were actually down to seven because two of the people were were going to meet us there, but they ended up not staying where we were. And then eventually, actually, the other two people left. And altogether, five left. Oh, actually, wait. wait let me Let me restart. Two people left the second day, the ones I rode with. The other two came from Montana, stayed with us a couple days, then they left, but they took one of the people that I rode there with. It was, so we started off with 12 and ended up with seven. And it was kind of cool because we were like, I don't know, in this like weird way, we're like, we made it through together. We stuck it through to the end. <laughs> um, but yeah, so went from 12 down to seven, uh, came back to the spot. Uh, rested up, and then the next day, we uh, drove from Moab. So goodbye, Moab. It's been nice with your beautiful canyons and and uh, crazy rock formations. And drove to a tiny little town, like honest to God, like this is cow town as you can get. But went to a place called Junction, Utah, which had a total population of one hundred and seventy-seven people. Which was nice. You, f you truly felt like, wow, like I'm out, I'm out in the wild. Well, not really out in the wild, but you feel like, like ah, it's nice and quiet and 
peace of mind. You're in the mountains, in the valley of the mountains, so there's nice, crisp, cool air. Um, and thank God we were, we actually had an Airbnb right next to a house with this this sweet little dog. I don't know what breed it was, but its name was Gunner, and he would kind of bark at you. But I think it was because he was uh, he was wanting attention because you go over there and then his ears would go down. His tail would start wagging, and he'd like jump up on the fence and lick you, and he was just a sweetie. But there, I uh, planned on actually taking some the long exposure pictures with my camera, um, but I ended up chickening out because I don't know unfamiliar territory. Uh, I thought maybe there would be like some type of wild animals that would come and try to mess with me out there, which they probably wouldn't because we had a fence, and there was a dog nearby. Um, unless it was like a mountain lion, there would be like the coyotes or whatever would be more skittish out there. Um, so I didn't, I unfortunately didn't get a cool picture there, um, which kind of sucked. And add on top of that, the next morning, uh, there was like this picture of something I was trying to take a picture, or there was a, a something I was trying to take a picture of in the house. It was a, I think it was like a cassette player, like planted into the wall on top of a microwave. It just looked like something that was kind of old school. But I took the picture, and then my stupid shutter got stuck. And I'm just like, really? My phone breaks, and now my camera breaks. But I, and this goes back to like what I said earlier. I was kind of bummed out about it, but at the same time, I was like, you know, it kind of forces me to really just like on another level take in my surroundings and lock it in my memory and and enjoy the moment um and i i had plenty of of footage like to chop together a video or something like that i kind of want to do like a travel video um but yeah left junction before that we take a we took a picture they had some chalk and we wrote down 2018 vacation vi- 2018 vacation there we go michael <laughs> have your mouth keep up with your brain and then we uh we wrote our names there took a picture with it uh then headed up to bryce canyon which was uh pretty cool not as epic as you know canyon lands but it's cool there's like these i don't know how to explain it it's like these these funnel cone shaped mountains and or not mountains but canyons and i'm I'm not exactly sure on how canes are formed. I know like they're where they are where uh existing water used to be, but these ones in particular, I'm thinking what kind of water earth yeah what like what maybe like what the water looked like or what the earth looked like before they carved these things because it's it's really interesting. It's like these little spiraled like stones just jutting out of the ground and uh couple of them I, th- I found particularly in- interesting. One was called Thor's Hammer, and if you look at it, it looks just like like it's got the base of it, but then it t- tapers up into what looks like a handle, and at the very top, there's this like square, kind of like how Thor's Hammer is. Which, by the way, I didn't realize that, uh, sorry, spoiler alert, that it wasn't a, it wasn't exactly Thor's Hammer that killed Thanos. In Infinity War, uh, I mean, it kind of was. There was a hammer on the one side of it, but on the other side was an axe. So he threw Thor's axe into Thanos and killed him. Uh, 
But yeah, just a little side note. And then one of them was a uh, little rock that looked like a fist, like a clenched fist, like shoving its way into the air. And I thought, and this, it was, it wasn't just this occasion. It was other ones um, on the trip. I just think it's so cool how the human body and nature, and also how nature it mimics other natural looking things. I just thought that was very interesting. Like how neat, how through the elements of, of what happens here on earth, it could form this rock to look like a clenched fist, like held up in the air and how neat that some of these, these canyons could have things on them and look like a face. And I don't know. I just thought it was cool. And I don't try to force my religious beliefs on anyone, but for me, it was furthermore proof of a God. You know, just, I, I don't believe these things could happen by accident. And so, um, I think that was our last, like, planned place to go. But we decided on our way back to take a different route. So instead of taking I-70 West uh, back, which would have been the fastest way, we took a slight detour. Um, it would only be like, if you just drove straight through it, it would only be like an hour difference. We took I-44 West, or I'm sorry, East back. Um, but on the way we visited Monument Valley, which is a really cool place. Um, it's in, I forget what the town name of it is, but it's near the Four Corners. Uh, and if you don't know what the Four Corners are, it's basically where Colorado, New Mexico, Utah, and Arizona intersect. They'll have one point where I think you you can actually go there and stand or lay and say, and be in four states simultaneously, which I think is pretty neat. Uh, but yeah, we went to the Monument Valley, which is a it's a sacred land for the Navajo tribe. Um, and it's where a few Westerns were shot, a few John Wayne Westerns. And um, it's probably most notably, or most known for uh, where Forrest Gump, when, he, when it comes time in the movie where Jenny left him again, he's just, he's kind of done. He just want to, he wants to get away from it all, so he literally runs uh, across the country, and then the place that he stops is on the street that we took pictures on uh, in in uh, Monument Valley. It's this long street, and then there's the monuments in the back. It's where Forrest stops. The crowd says, like, be quiet. I think he's going to say something. He says, I'm pretty tired. I think I'll go home now. He turns around and runs back home, or jogs back home. Uh, it was actually pretty neat, though, because right after we like looked at the the beautiful uh, the beautiful monuments, which I don't know, I thought it was cool. Like, it goes back to the whole mimicking nature, mimicking each other. There's just two monuments in specific. There's the three well-known ones, but two of them, it's like they're mirror mirroring each other. They look like. They look like high heels or like platform heels, but they're facing they're facing each other, and uh, I just thought that was really neat. So, went in the gift shop. I I was kind of shopped out by then. I had already gotten some stuff in Colorado. I got some Moab stuff. It's like you know what? I'm kind of like shopped out, especially over overpriced T-shirts. Um, but then we drove on that road. Where Forrest stopped running, and it was kind of cool because you could. A lot of people came there for kind of the same reason we did, even though I don't think anybody did it. Um, they would take a video of themselves running up the hill that Forrest was running on, and then stopped. Uh, but yeah, that was the last place that we we stopped. 
And then began the long, the long, 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 I can't emphasize that enough, uh, drive home. (laughs) Uh, So we drove from central south Utah uh, and then drove through New Mexico, the top hat of Texas, Oklahoma, through Missouri, and then Illinois. But before I get to, like, coming back, like, full circle back home, let me just say that, like, Utah and New Mexico, specifically New Mexico, not putting down the New Mexicans or whatever they are called, uh, no offense to your state, but it is, I thought Kansas was bad to drive through. New Mexico, in my experience, is by far the worst state to go through. Like, at least, can okay, so with Kansas, it's flat. But at least there's, like, color to it. There's green. You know, there's a little bit of color to it. Like, New Mexico is all... The color palette there is is earth. Or it's dirt. It's dirt colored. So you got, like, the white bluffs or canyons, whatever you want to call it. You got a little bit of red. You got uh, all the shrubbery that's covered with dust. You got the sand. You got the dirt. It's just, like, everything's just bleh. It's just... Like I said, it's it's different shades of dirt, and at least with Kansas, there there are some like small there's there are some towns within a reasonable distance from each other, some cities. Whereas New Mexico, you it's like you drive for like hundred miles plus, and there's nothing. There's power lines there. I'm like, what on earth could you possibly be powering? There's nothing here to power. There's no one. Like it was just I don't know. <laughs> but eventually, finally, we got to Albuquerque. Uh, which is kind of neat. Uh, coming into Albuquerque from I-44 West, I think that's the the highway. Um, you get this really cool like overlook view, and you see all the lights and whatnot. I guess it 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 kind of made me think of like what LA might look like if you're on Mulholland Drive or somewhere high, just overlooking the city. Uh, but yeah, we stopped in Albuquerque. Got some McDonald's, uh, and then the the group that we're supposed to be like, kind of like keeping close with, stopped at Taco Bell. Um, and yeah, while we were waiting on them to get their food, it looked like two meth heads. I don't know if they were like playing around with each other or were actually mad at each other, but they were like just screaming at each other, and it looked like they were about to fight. And then this guy just takes off into the highway, and luckily no cars are coming because it looked like he was he had no like intention of stopping and looking. And like his uh, <laughs> his trunk was just flopping up and down, and yeah, I don't know what like the drug scene looks like in in Albuquerque, or like what it's like to live there. But and I don't know if we we're in a bad spot, but I was like, eh, like maybe this town ain't so hot. And uh, plus downtown, I don't know. And I, I'm not trying to sound like an elitist or spoiled, but like the downtown didn't look like too appealing for me. Uh, but then. Um, after that happened, the kind of meth fighting, I guess, or joking thing, uh, the people I was with, they went across the street and were kind of like watching our other group because we were going to like lead the way. And they were taking too long. Well, it wasn't they were taking too long. Um, like maybe five, or it was less than 10 minutes after that. Uh, we had like a, f- a few sketchy guys kind of like walking down the hot. The, the sidewalk towards the car and I'm not trying to like judge anyone or or like stereotype but they look like cholos they look like some 
some like New Mexico gangsters and they were kind of like walking tight together and they just looked kind of threatening and we were three scared white people. <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, I won't say his name. I almost said his name. The driver was like, you know what? I'm done waiting. I am not digging this town. So we got out of there. Eventually got a, eventually drove out of uh, Albuquerque. Thank God. Um, the original plan before we went to McDonald's actually go to a sit down restaurant, but I'm actually glad we didn't because like one of the people in my car or in the car that I rode in was like, yeah, we're going to eat a heavy something and we're going to be tired. We still got God knows how many hours to drive, but left Albuquerque and then eventually got out of New Mexico, which thank God, New Mexico was much less torturous to drive through at night and then uh, entered the great state of Texas. Which I felt like, yeah, this is good old America when we got there. Um, but that didn't last too long. We were only driving through the top hat. Drove through Oklahoma. I was f- starting to feel a little bit more hope there. I was like, oh, we're, we're starting to get back. Well, we technically are in the Midwest again. Um, I started to feel a little bit more hope when we got into Texas because it said we're going back to Central Time. I'm like, ah, going back to what I'm used to. Got through Oklahoma. Uh, the path we took kind of took us around Oklahoma City and Tulsa. Uh, actually got to see the little uh, street sign. This is Garth Brooks Boulevard. He was, uh, I guess, born and raised in a town outside of Oklahoma City, I'm assuming. Uh, got through Oklahoma. Actually, wait, I, I'm pretty sure I drove through Oklahoma, uh, which was nice. It, was, it wasn't too bad. Other than, you know, some work signs. There seem to be a a lot of work signs in Oklahoma. I don't know why. I guess, I don't know. Maybe the the thunderstorms and the tornadoes that get there. I don't know what causes that. Got to Missouri, and I was like, ah, starting to get home. Uh, But Missouri was kind of like typical Missouri. You know, had the the humidity-looking clouds like it was ready to rain at any moment. Eventually got through Missouri, and uh, yeah, got on to 367 to come back to Alton. And, uh, you know, I was, I, th- I think I thought I was going to be like ecstatic to come home. And now it was cool to come over the Clark Bridge and see the Mississippi River underneath me and, and Alton spread out in front of me. But I was just so tired that it was like, it was more surreal. I'm like, oh my God, I'm home. This is crazy. But yeah, I eventually got home <laughs> after probably 22, 23 hours of driving, um, ate a little meal, and I think it's the first time in a while I've been to sleep before, like, I had to be asleep at like 6.30, but it was wonderful, I got to wake up at like 5 naturally, or like 4.45, which is what I want to do anyways, without an alarm, uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the trip step by step. I guess what I can go into now is just a little bit of advice for people who are wanting to travel like that. Um, and it's not going to be too long, but um, I guess one of, one of the pieces of advice I would have is travel light. Like if you're doing Airbnb, there's going to be there's going to be washing machines, so you don't need like a bunch of shirt. Especially if you're going to some of these tourist places, you're going to be buying stuff. So you're going to be adding to the, the luggage that you already have. Just travel light or just get something that's big enough to hold all your crap into one thing, which I should have done. I should have gotten like a big, like a big uh, airplane thing, but I took too much stuff. Um, 
Yeah, like it's understandable. Take my laptop and my camera gear. So I have one for editing, one for video stuff. But if you're not a video videographer or anything like that, just just take it small. You'll be much think you'll be much more thankful <laughs> for doing so. Um. Oh yeah, one of the realizations I had too, and hopefully like you will too if you drive, not like fly. But you'll realize how how ungodly huge the United States truly is. Like I don't know how many square miles it is, but we we live in a huge country. Like it's not, and I realized that we're a country, not a continent. Like we're obviously not as big as the continent of Africa, but the United States is huge. And I think you really get. Uh, sense of that and I think I definitely got a sense of how like my life's obviously valuable like everyone's life is valuable but you kind of get a sense of like I don't know when you when you're around that many more people you get a, it can it can humble you a little bit make you a little bit more I don't know I guess it broadens your perception a little bit more I don't know I, I think I think people tend to whether in a small town or a big city, we we get we have this insulary experience, and we think that that's it. We, think, we like to think that that's like, I don't know. We our ego gets involved and in our limited perception, and this is how we think like it is, and it's not. I think that was a good. It's always good to kind of remind yourself of the different forms of life and just how 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 much life is out there in the world. Um, okay, so um, I guess one of the things that I. Or another piece of advice that I want to say is travel with people who you absolutely know you're going to get along with. I'm not going to say anyone's name, but there was someone in particular that was kind of like getting aggravated and kind of being a little bit rude. Um, I would say just go go with someone that you really get along with and who like likes the same music you do and just who you can talk to forever and you won't get tired of each other's voices. Um, cause that definitely makes the trip a little bit shorter. Like I think another thing that made New Mexico bad for me is we sat for like three or four hours in complete silence just because one of the person in the car had like was feeling sick. And so we turned the music off and I didn't realize I had books on my Kindle. So I was literally just like staring at the window, watching the, the very dull scenery, listening to the sound of the car tires on the road. It was crazy. Um, let me see. I guess beyond the trip, I had something happen to me today, and it's really not that big of a deal. Um, and it really didn't happen to me. It's just like I'm glad that I wasn't. I didn't have any of the social media things while I was on the trip because I came back home and my phone just got fixed yesterday, but. I jokingly said something to someone today and it got lost in translation on Instagram and they they took offense to it and I had to apologize but like ugh. like I, I love social media on how you can get stuff out there in the world specifically like since the the theme of this podcast is the trip you can get those videos and pictures out there but like all just the stupid lost in translation drama or just like petty stuff that can happen uh, makes me kind of like hate it and I'm glad that I was just able to like escape it for a good eight or nine days um, other than that I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it 
Um, if you listen to this whole thing, thank you so much. Um, like I said, I just felt inclined to kind of speak on my trip. Um, I'm sure I could. Pre- I'm sure I could have presented it in a more entertaining way, but I'm. I'm glad I just finally got this out there. Um, something inside of me said, "Michael, just share your trip." Uh, but also, I kind of felt like it had been a little bit since I had a new episode, so I wanted to kind of throw a new episode out there. Um, and I can't wait. I I know I got a at least two or three of them, two or three uh, episodes planned here in, in the near fe- in the near future that I'm really looking looking forward to. And hopefully, you'll enjoy not only this one but those as well. And uh, that's pretty much all I have. Thanks for listening. I see the sunrise creeping in Everything changes like the desert wind Here she comes and then she's gone again Turning on the ground Always lost 